Joined this morning by Pindile Ndimane, who is an L, uh, NLP life coach practitioner. She's also a, per, a personal development coach and a pastor. This morning, we are navigating the effects of emotional intelligence. Good morning, Pindile. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Sister Kuleg and all the 18 What is emotional intelligence or EQ, as others call it? So in simple terms, um, it's the ability to manage both your own emotions, understand your own emotions, and manage and understand emotions of others as well. Um, so being able to handle emotions or you being able to use them correctly or perceive them as well. And how does one get in touch with your emotions? You know, I mm. hear these days people are saying, I'm in my feels. Uh, is that being in touch with your emotions? Mm. It's very important. So we are obviously emotional beings um, and there's a lot of emotions that take place, you know, on a regular basis, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, at school. And at times they're triggered by certain environments and circumstances that you find yourself. So to be in touch and in tune with them, it's very important because it helps you regulate um, whatever circumstances brought before you. I think to make it a bit more easier, let's just get into what they call four pillars of emotional intelligence. I think that's going to really answer your question. Um, one of the pillars of, of, of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. That's very important, what you've just said, to be in touch. Um, it's it's such a detrimental thing to have a certain emotion that's lingering in you, and whether it was a situation at home, and now you're work, walking into the workplace, and you're not aware that you're carrying this emotion. All of a sudden, you're reacting to your colleagues, and honestly, there's nothing to do with the work that was done or not done, or whatever the situation is. But you are actually reacting to your your colleagues based on an emotion that you carried from home. So it's important that you have that self awareness, recognize your own emotions, and um, you have to understand that they also influence your actions. Your emotions will always influence actions. Another one is self regulation. You know, managing your emotions in a healthy way or adapting to changing circumstances. Uh, you know, sometimes it might not even be an emotion that you carry from home. It might be an emotion that stirs up at, at school or it stirs up, you know, in the mall or in the workplace and there's, you know, perhaps proposals that have to be submitted, deadlines that have to be met. And under such circumstances, people, you know, conjure up a lot of emotion um, of, you know, fear of time, um, and, you know, inability to perform effectively at that time and others become, start becoming anxious. It's emotions that are rising. So you have to change to, you have to adapt to those circumstances that are changing here and now. Um, be able to move with the flow of the situation at that time effectively. Another one is empathy. And I think this one is so important, you know, and empathy basically means understanding other people's emotions, you know, um, being able to offer comfort and support because at times I walk in 
and um, you know because I have a situation at home and it's not it's it's you know it's it's a clear cut that you have to leave your problems at the gate. We say you know you can't mix and not only you can't, can't can you not mix business with pleasure, but you can't bring your problems to the workplace. However, at times because the situation back home is so overwhelming and I'm not even aware that I'm subconsciously releasing this energy or releasing this emotion. What would work best for you when I come into the workplace such situation is to be empathetic with me. So you can see that I'm not well because obviously um, I'm not operating at a normal basis. So I'm not like how I was yesterday. Yesterday I was fine. We had a good working environment. But all of a sudden today I come with my countenance is down and my special gestures sell it all. My tone, you know, has demeaned. So when you become empathetic, it means that you're able to call me aside, you know, and say, Pindile, you don't look well today. Do you want to talk about it? Um, can we ask HR to intervene with a professional that can help? So that's that's important because when you become empathetic, you're even, um, what virtual is, you are, you sort of stopping any fireworks that could come out of that person, you know, and it helps a great deal. The last one is just, you know, basic social skills, um, being able to maintain relationships and being able to communicate effectively. So when you're in touch with yourself, it, it gives you the ability to, you know, communicate effectively uh, or, or maintain relationships, you know, um, being able to say to somebody, in actual fact, I'm not well, or your spouse, you know. Um, emotional intelligence is also, you know, it's a, it goes a great deal in personal relationships as well, at home with your kids, with your parents. Make them aware, you know, have that social ability to communicate that, in fact, I'm not well, you know, I'm not okay. Um, and, and it really goes a long way to being in touch with their emotions. So how does one regulate your, uh, their um, emotional intelligence? So um, it's various things. Um, the most important one, again, I'll repeat, is just to be aware. Like Yazaz, you know when you're upset. You know that what was said to you a few seconds ago did not sit well with you. You have an understanding that what, you know, a, a family member, you know, suggested at a family WhatsApp group last week really did not sit well with you. So you have to be honest and confrontational with yourself and how your emotions are. Um, because if you can't do that, you, things are going to just, you know, fall out of hand. Um, you're just going to add fuel to the fire unnecessarily because you're not aware. Um, another thing you can do is that um, being able to recognize that you're struggling in a certain place. Recognize, like I said, that you are angry and um, being able to be honest with yourself um, that I'm not well. Having the ability to be aware of your emotions at the time that they're taking place really helps you to manage them well. You regulate them well because you already know at this point if I'm angry that the result of anger will be X, Y, Z action. So in order for me to stop that from you know uh, escalating any further than this, I need to step back. Sometimes when you're confronted with a conflicting situation and you can feel that, oh my goodness, my emotions are shooting up the roof, Ask, especially in a professional environment, even in a personal environment, ask, I am not comfortable with the situation at this present moment. So you're making them aware of where you are and how you feel. Allow me to step out of the room. Allow me to step away from this conversation until such a time I'm able to engage in it. Um, you know, create a space where you can actually move out of the situation because you can feel that it's quickly escalating. It's even things like if, if the situation that you're, you're facing, the emotion that you're facing started because of an argument at home and now you have to go to school, you have to go to work. Um, it's important just to have that moment, 30 seconds of meditation, 30 seconds of clearing your mind, 
dump whatever the emotion is on a journal, do what we call a brain dump, where you just get it out of your brain, put it on a piece of paper that we're able to, to a certain degree and extent, disconnect from that emotion. And um, also, if you're able to express to the person that has hurt you what has happened, in a way, you are releasing that, you know, negative emotion and giving it to them, and you park it until such a time you're able to deal with it. It's, it's, it's also being able to do affirmation. I, I can tell you now, that when you start speaking things and you relate them out, the brain starts to uh, uh, conform to the pattern of whatever you're saying. So sometimes just, um, I'm going to be okay, I'm in control, I can do this kind of a thing where you are sort of relating a certain emotion that is against the one that you're feeling. You are calming yourself down. Even things like taking deep breaths, it goes a long way because it interrupts the brain from the emotion that it's feeling at that point. It, it sort of calms what we call uh, chromosomes. Those are hormones that rise because of stress because obviously when you're not feeling well, you are you're inducing stress in your body. So breathing, you know, heavy breathing in and out, calming down, being aware those things help um, to also regulate your, your, your emotions. Now, can we look at the impact of having or having a lack of or having an mm-hmm. emotional intelligence EQ in a professional setting? Um, mm-hmm. You know, w- what are the characteristics or what are the impacts of mm-hmm. a lack of EQ in a corporate or professional space and having EQ, what does it do for yes. you? Right. I'm glad you asked that question. So with emotional intelligence, we cannot say you don't have or you have, you know. So the correct term would be you have a low emotional intelligence or a high emotional intelligence. So in this case, according to your question, um, when you have a low emotional intelligence, the consequences of that in the workplace are obviously poor um, you know, job performance. Uh, because your emotional intelligence is so low, you are unable to regulate it. In other words, you're unable to keep yourself in check. You have outbursts in the workplace. You are exaggerating things. Um, so much conflict between you and your, your team members. And as a result of that, the work stops or it slows down. Um, the productivity chain slows down. You are ineffective. You are, you, you are unable to be efficient. There's just too many conflicts. And of course, when such conflicts arise, uh, like people like the HR guys have to, the HR department has to obviously bring some form of order. Your line manager has to call you, put you in your room. Now there's conflict management and there has to be a resolution. All of that is wasting company time. It's very unnecessary to put the company in that kind of a position to put other staff members that would be witnessing this. Because I can tell you now, the inability to regulate or control emotions really leads to a lot of outbursts unnecessary in the workplace. Comments that shouldn't be, um, you know, you, you say very demeaning things to your, your colleagues. And it really does affect the baby. In fact, it also kills whatever team um, building you could have done or a, a team spirit that all of you guys can have because now you'll be singular. Be, they will singular out to the person that, okay, when she's around, the team can't be effective. The team cannot be efficient. She's this is that. And already it, it, it sidelines you from any productivity that the company could get out of you or out of you in a team for that matter. Um, and it really slows you down. It could even, at the end of the day, lead to depression. Um, and, you know, you, you don't want to be in that working environment. You, it becomes very, very toxic. And such a, an environment, you know, point blank, there's no productivity. Point blank, you know, 
company time is being wasted and there's nothing that comes out. You know, I'm just reminded that there's a scripture in the Bible and I'm quoting it because, you know, I just want to make people realize that it's very important to gain a high level of emotional intelligence because every day you will be confronted with situations that are going to push you to have an outburst in the workplace where you now you're unproductive. And of course, unproductivity means that they have to assess you. Assessment means now at the end of the day, they might need to let you go. That is just opening another can of worms. There's a scripture in the Bible that in the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 7, verses 9, it says, um, you know, anger resides in the, in the, in the, um, in the lap of a fool. So if you have the inability, or rather it says, do not be hasty in anger. So do not be quick to be angry. You know, in other words, step back, just breathe, look at the situation, um, step away from it instead of being too much into the emotion. And then it says, for anger rests in a bosom of a fool or it rests in the lap of a fool. That's what Ecclesiastes 7, 9 says in the Bible. So don't be quick to react you know, in the workplace. Don't be quick to react um, to what your boss is saying, what you feel like they should have said, what you feel like wasn't correct. Sometimes, they, you know, one can be provoked by their seniors. Um, you know, as a subordinate, you feel that this comment was unfair. I could have been treated better. This situation could have been brought to my attention in a more professional manner. That was, And, and sometimes because that is not applied, um, you are quick to respond to that person or to a colleague. So sometimes just step, step back. Don't be quick to respond. Don't be quick to be angry. One of the best things is to leave a room, but leave a room, you know, in a very professional manner. Excuse yourself. Um, that shows a lot of respect to your colleagues. It shows a lot of respect to your manager or even your subordinate or subordinates. If you feel like it is your subordinate that was disrespectful to you, um, you know, for lack of a better word. And so you, you have to really step back at times and be considerate of other people. Um, as much as we are expected to have such a high emotional intelligence in the workplace, we also have to understand that we are just purely human at times. And what the problem is that some of us are operating under the subconscious mind. I speak about this a lot and I say that the subconscious mind regulates 80% of our behavior. So you can understand this non-kulero that the subconscious mind is something that is not in your awareness level. You're not even aware that you're behaving in a certain way. So it's something that you're not aware of. It's not easy for you to manage or control. So it really would go a long way, especially for people who are line managers, to be very empathetic with their subordinates. And that's why in the workplace also, what would also help is that there are courses, there are courses that I do I'd go into the workplace and I would teach about emotional intelligence, you know, um, and, and, and it helps because, you know, as, as someone who's in a management position, a lot is expected out of you. Being able to, con to, to, to you know, resolve conflict or to manage conflict really comes more from you than the subordinates. So you have the ability to control the situation. You have the ability to be empathetic with your subordinates and your other colleagues or your peers, and you're able to handle the situation better by detaching from the emotion. Um, it's better said than done. However, these are the principles that we have to use so that we create a healthy working environment. Well, you know what? Um, I think emotional intelligence is something we all need to cultivate and learn. Thank yes. you very much for joining us, Pindile. Always such a great pleasure. For those who are really struggling, how do they get in touch with you? Um, you can get in touch with me on 071-185-6615. Thank you so very much. Thank you, madam. A blessed day to you and the ATM.